Hello, and welcome to Daily Confetti on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Today is Thursday, August 1st. Good morning, Carter. Good morning, Carrie. We made it to August. We did. And last I checked, we have 975. We're 25 people away from being demonetized. Woohoo! We, I promise we will have, once we hit 1,000 subscribers, we will immediately schedule a demonetization party because what will happen is we'll officially get monetized and I assume that shortly thereafter we'll officially get demonetized. So that's, uh, that's the plan. By the way, Carrie, uh, a few people have asked about these. They've written us about these, the unsafe space these grenade mugs. are awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to clarify. This is a prototype. <laughs> um, they're, they're not available yet. I'm getting the second prototype shipped now. It'll have this logo part. This part of the logo will be red. Um, but then the way to get them is they're, they're perks for anyone who is an apostate or above level subscriber on Subscribestar. So that's the only way to get them. Um, and it's kind of like our version of Mug Club. Yeah, so somebody asked me a question the other day. They said this is a dumb question, but it's not a dumb qu- There are no dumb questions when it comes to internet stuff. It's all changing so fast. They asked me what does it mean to subscribe on YouTube versus Subscribestar. So you, they, they both use the same word. I know that could be confusing. YouTube, when you subscribe, you don't have to pay anything. It just means you're following. You're a follower, basically. Right. When we get to 1,000 followers or what YouTube calls subscribers, then you're allowed, to, we can monetize our channel and the jokes, that, meaning we can do ads and stuff and we can make a tiny bit of ad revenue. The joke that we're making, which is true, is that they're totally going to demonetize us as soon as we're monetized because we... They can't demonetize us now because <laughs> we're not monetized. Right, right. We have to hit a thousand and then they're going to be like, eh, pull the plug. All right. But, um, but Subscribestar, and, and this is why it might be confusing, Subscribestar is like Patreon and instead of calling them patrons, they're called subscribers and it's people who want to support you financially and that you can donate whatever amount you want. We have some people who are donating $1 a month. We have some people who are subscribing at a hundred dollars a month. It just depends on what, if you don't have money to donate or to subscribe to us, don't, don't put out, don't give us money, <laughs> but yeah, if you have a little bit of, subscribe. that's free. That's helpful. Yeah, just yeah. subscribe and be a follower. But if you have a little extra and you're like, oh, I want to put like a cup of coffee towards what they're doing every month and do that or, you know, whatever. That's the difference. Or I really um, want a grenade mug and there's only one way to get one. Right, there's only one way to get the <laughs> grenade mug. That's uh, at what level is that? 25? Yeah, 25 and up. Um, so the other thing at the beginning of the video, we're going to keep mentioning this until we have it, is book club is going to be this Sunday. It's our first official unsafe space book club discussion. We're going to be doing it live and we'll have people in the video chat. We're talking about Brave New World. If you want to be a part of the video chat, please send us an email and let us know and we will send you a link. All right. The way to do that is you send an email to speak at unsafespace.com, put Brave New World in the subject and within eh, roughly 24 hours, you'll get an email back with a link to our video chat. We're going to use Zoom and we're going to try and I think it's going to be if you want to be actually in a video chat, I think that will be enabled. That's the plan. So hopefully it won't get to be too messy. But uh, yeah. So Carrie, let's move on to our topic for today. Yes. I, didn't, I had to look this dude up when you said you wanted to. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes me old. No, because, well, I didn't watch Saved by the Bell either. We just talked about this beforehand, but uh, Carter and I were both, I think we, we were kind of aged out 
I was just yeah. on the cusp of people. Like I had friends who watched Save of the Bell, but it was just a little too young, I think. Yeah, and I'm a little bit older than you. And it was I when I tried to watch it, it was I just thought it was stupid. I didn't understand. <laughs> I wanted to watch it. Um but the the dude whose name is apparently Mario Lopez. Mm-hmm. I guess, so this is how out of touch I am. I guess he also has shows and he's like still has a career and is doing stuff um, yes. in the entertainment world. And he's also a self-described conservative and he appeared, and he's, really, he's Catholic at least, um, and he appeared on Candace Owens' show uh, I think it was actually several months ago, but but this particular appearance, I guess, is only now being paid attention to because of something he said on it. And and actually, Candace has been on his show before, right? Yeah, so she was on his show um, sometime at the beginning of the year. And he even mentions in this interview that he got flack for that, for having her on. But he's like, I want to talk to everyone. I want to talk to people even I don't agree with other people. I, do, I want to figure out why people believe what they believe. Really um, human, you can't do that. <laughs> right. You that You can't just talk to anyone. Ah, where have you been, Mario? Right. Uh. Um, but he got in trouble for saying a couple things on uh, this interview with her, one of which was he criticized um, our, this whole believe all women thing that came about during Me Too, which is perfectly reasonable. Like his, basically he was just saying, it's not, you can't believe all women people lie and some people are women. (laughs) And so duh, we have to believe evidence. Right. Controversial statement is believe all women, not don't believe all women. Exactly. Nothing he said was crazy. No, but he also got a lot of flack for what he said about trans children and can we just play the clip so that people can hear that conversation? Yeah, let's play it. So there are some weird trends. And one of the weirder ones for me, at least to try to process, is this new trend where celebrities are coming out. And I know Charlize Theron did this a few a few weeks ago and saying that their child is picking their gender. And this is strange to me just because I, and they say, oh, I looked at my child. My child was swimming in a bathtub and looked up and said, mommy, I'm a boy. And that's weird to me because even though I'm not a parent, I nannied for... Uh, five years of my life and the things that come out of children's mouth like they are just they say whatever in the moment you don't know yeah. what they've seen on tv what got in their head right and i've had children say they were mermaids i've had children <laughs> say they could fly right. and jump off of a staircase and thank god i caught him right because he yeah. thought he could be superman and so i'm trying to understand this new hollywood mentality where they just think that their children now uh <laughs> have the mental authority and, uh, and, and I am trying clarity. to understand it myself. And please don't lump me into that hole. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I see you're not doing that in your household. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of blown away too. And, um, look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from Maybe a place, you should though, cause you yeah. seem to be doing something <laughs> right. Well, thanks. You know, and I always say, if you come from a place of love, you, you know, you, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're, feeling a certain way or you're, you're, you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. I, I, I could just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then. Okay. Well then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. And it's, it's sort of alarming. And 
my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Right. And, and uh, To me, I just see depression because I, when I was uh, in fifth grade, I don't know, it was this weird thing in fifth grade where me and my girlfriend, Molly, like we just, we were tomboys. We just were like, we're tomboys now. So we'd wear like baggier pants, the cargo pants were in yeah, yeah, yeah. and I tried to make my voice a little bit deeper. <laughs> One year, went to middle school and everything was fine. You know, right. <laughs> it was just a phase and I hadn't gone through puberty yet. Like you can't make a decision about your sexuality when you're three years old. I was in well, fifth grade. Well, that's just it. I don't think you're, when you're a kid, I, you know, the, I, at least when I was a kid, I remember kids still think my daughter, so some boys have cooties and that's, it. you know what right. I mean? They're so, I don't think they, they, they're, you don't know anything about sexuality yet. You're, you're just a kid. Right. And so then making that determination so young, right. I just see like if my parents, when I was like, I'm going to be a boy today, shaved mm. my head mm. and we're like, that's, you've made the decision. No, I right. can't even imagine how depressed I'd be once I went through puberty, once I started liking guys yeah. and then having made up my mind when I was in fifth grade. And I think that's, that's a really scary trend that we're seeing coming out of Hollywood right now. And at the core of it, to me, seems like narcissism, like virtue signaling. Like you just want to say, I'm so tolerant and I'm so accepting that whatever my kid wants to do, they can do. Yeah. I, I think as parents need to allow their kids to be kids, but at the same time, you got to be the adult in the, right. <laughs> in the situation. Pause with that. And I think the formative years is when you start having those discussions and really start making these declarations. And um, it's, it's way too young for some of these other, I, I just personally think it's just way too young. To yeah. We're not these. psychologically there when we're three years old. At no. least I certainly wasn't. And then no. another thing, and it's not just with the children. I think I read something else and it, I don't, it might've been on TMZ or something, but who I love, by the way, I love Zoe Saldana. I've, I've been such a fan of her uh -huh. for a very long time. And she gave an interview where she said that in her household, they just switch roles. So you mean they raise them like genderless? No, the has her and Mark Perico just switch roles. So she says that she does the manual labor and like the elect wires electricity or mounts the TV and he will do the dishes and stuff just because her children uh, were wrestling one day and said, Oh, we're, we're boys. We want to be strong. So they wanted to teach their children um, that roles could just be reversed and that sort of a thing. And I thought to myself, well, they seem to have been being boys wrestling, got boys wrestle. I think that's okay. And I almost think that that's confusing. I just, I just think children are being confused. And well, it's like I said, I, cause I know other parents who have certain parenting styles that I necessarily uh, don't agree with, but I do know they're, they're, they're good people and they're coming from a good place. Right. I, and I don't think a, they're bad people. No, I don't think that. Yeah. And so, you know, so, well, certain people that I know, I don't agree necessarily with their styles, but, um, and, and that's a, that's a conversation you never want to get into. You'll see as parents like right. never, Hey, have you ever thought about it? It's very <laughs> yeah. defensive and it goes south real quick friendship it's, over yeah it's so yeah it's sort of like if you're buddies with someone and you really don't like the person they're dating right and then they they break up for a hot minute and they come up and they start venting a little bit and you're like i never liked that person anyway but then you know 10 minutes later they're gonna be, or yeah a week later they get back up and then it makes it awkward and Super weird awkward so it's weird i just you know i worry about what goes on at casa lopez right <laughs> focus on uh on me and mine and, uh, and what about everybody playdates? else, God bless them. What about playdates? You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I had a child yeah. and I know that in this household, they're just confusing people and saying, hey, in this room, yeah, you can yeah. pick your gender. I'd be like, mm, maybe yeah, stay at Casa Lopez. Yeah, they don't kick it with those kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I, it's just a little bit confusing for yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you know, my kids, again, um, um, they go to Catholic school and I wanted a faith-based education and they're very clear. A lot of these other schools, they don't, 
Catholic school keeps it real. <laughs> and this is the way it is. Right. And yeah. you know, I love the, the, about uh, uniforms and, um, and, structure. Again, and structure and the whole soul. You know, yeah, that's, I think that, that's there. kind of where you have to go. I think yeah. my children are going to go to Catholic school yeah. or go to, yeah, go to a super religious school because I, I, I really do think that the trend is, is actually harming children. I'm super protective over children. I think it's, it's, it, it's a beautiful time to be a child and you should allow your child to experiment. But to the degree that it has gotten to in society, I just think it's kind of we're burning the place down a bit. Well, I think you see it in, in um, Hollywood, and and obviously they have the platform to sort of uh, promote that that trend. That trend, yeah, right. exactly. I don't know if it's catching on everywhere, but um, you are you are seeing it, which is surprising. Yeah, right. And what about? But uh, so those are his. Those are the con the comments that he made, Mario Lopez made in context, and so what he's being accused of is uh, the, the two things, I don't know what you saw Carrie, but the two things I saw people get upset about with respect to transgender kids is one, he used the word dangerous. He said it was dangerous to allow kids to um, like to, to make a choice that early. And two, he said that his kids don't kick it with those kids. Like they don't yeah. uh, hang out. With uh, those kids. A, it is dangerous to allow a three-year-old to decide yeah. their gender um, as, as, as Stephen Crowder tweeted, you know, we don't let three-year-olds drink coffee because it might stunt their growth, but we let them decide if they're going to swap gender and start taking, uh, hormone blockers. And, you know, it, I, I can't believe we've reached a point where it's controversial to say you should probably wait until the child is a little older than three years old. Yeah, we don't know what the repercussions are. He even says, "What are the repercussions?" We don't know. They're they're experimenting on children like guinea pigs, right? So I want to I want to share what the the counter argument here is. So this is what they're saying. I'm gonna. This is a tweet from Glad. Medical and psychological experts and parents of children who are transgender have long discredited the ideas that Mario Lopez shared. The real dangerous action is when someone with a public platform uses bad science to speak against a vulnerable group of children. Carrie, that is bullshit. That is, a, <laughs> that is a lie. Medical experts, so this, there's a trend generally, and this, this goes beyond the trans stuff. There is a trend to conflate Opinions of scientists with science. Yes. That's a, those are not the same thing. First of all, it's not all scientists. You also can't conflate psychologists with medical doctors. It may be that some psychologists think, well, maybe if uh, these people transitioned early, they would be happier. And maybe they do think that. Now, that's not all psychologists, and it doesn't matter, but a lot of people who understand the endocrine system and how puberty it works and, and the reproductive system and the development of children, i.e. medical doctors, completely fucking disagree with that. So we are in this bizarre world where, <sighs> look, let, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. <sighs> the people who need to be offering evidence are the people proposing radical, invasive operations and treatment on children. That should immediately be stopped until 
you have a mountain of fucking evidence. It's like if someone suddenly said, hey, I think if we just um, cut out some pieces of kids' brains and, formed, uh, and did some electrotherapy and chopped off their left arm, they would be happier later in life. Uh, what do you think? And I found some quack psychologist to be like, yes, if they turn out to be the kind of person who has this particular disorder over here and um, would have developed a uh, cancer in their left arm, then it would have been great for you to have originally chopped off their left arm and cut out this piece of their brain. Oh, well, science done. Science says we need to disfigure and torture children because that's what's going to help them later on. That's not how fucking science works. That is not how science works. Yeah. There is a standard. We know that these things are harmful. We fucking know it. And the things that we don't know, if we don't know they're harmful, we don't know that they're safe. There has been no longitudinal studies on any of this shit. This is just bullshit. This is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This is all made up bullshit. And they find some fucking psychologist with some fucking agenda to sit around and say, yeah, you should permanently destroy the reproductive abilities of children because when they're three years old, maybe they will identify, maybe they know what gender they want to identify later as later in life. It's torture, it's child abuse, and it's vile and disgusting. It's not, there is no, there is no like, uh, this doesn't have to be treated as like a reasonable conversation. This is someone literally saying, they're running around saying that the sun revolves around the earth and we should, you know, worship, uh, you know, a giant, I don't know, elephant that lives on Mars. We, we can dismiss that out of hand. There's not evidence for that. There's zero evidence for any of this. This is just religious bullshit. There's nothing here. And it's, just, it's harmful. You remember when the Chinese... Back in the Song Dynasty, they, they did foot binding on little girls. I fucking guarantee that some little girl who hadn't started her foot binding was like, I really wish that I would start my foot binding. I want to look like the other pretty foot bound girls. It doesn't fucking matter what she thinks. Foot binding is torture. It's child abuse. This is child abuse. I agree. Sorry, I, this no, no, I, I, we had to retake this because I, I yelled in the middle of you reading the tweet to begin with. It is, it is a lie and it is bullshit that the medical community has long agreed. No, it hasn't. They ran out all the doctors who've been having successful uh, uh, therapy, doing with, successful therapy with kids. Dr. Ray Blanchard, he had, what did he have, like a 90% desistance rate or something? Oh, yeah, gosh, I should like check that. that. But yeah, every the medical consensus was one thing, and then within the past five to ten years, they basically said everything we know and every all our entire consensus about gender dysphoria, um, we're going to throw all of that out the window, and now we're going to liken it to, um, uh, what is it? What is the therapy they do? To, conversion therapy. So right. any attempt to help a three-year-old. Um, dis desist or any attempt to help a three-year-old come to terms with what physical body they're in is now going to be viewed as something bad. Why is it bad? Most of them desist over time. I don't Most think you need to help a three-year-old. The three-year-old that wants to pretend they're the other gender, let them fucking pretend it. It'll probably just run its course. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't there's, matter. There's, no. they're, they're, a, they're a child. 
But the point is, and if it doesn't, if it, if it doesn't run its course and that, and for very, it, for, this is what the medical consensus was for a very small, small percentage, like a fraction of a percent of those kids, it doesn't run its course. And they are, they are gender dysphoric and they do decide some of them in adulthood. Yes, of course, because they're trans, of course. But now what's happened is you have this explosion of trans and non-binary because we're Over telling- a thousand percent more, by the way, like a massive explosion. This isn't just like a few more, you know, one, one thing Mario Lopez is about as wrong as he said, I don't know if it's catching on. He's fucking wrong. It is catching on. It is exploding. And I don't know where all these fucking suicidal kids were before when we didn't give them their, their gender dysphoria treatment right early and start feeding them hormones but suddenly we've got all these kids who are like oh my god we have to we have to just we have to make them sterile weaken their bones fuck with their their development their brain development and their their puberty like permanently permanently change these children I, and, and in an irreversible way and here's, but the, here's where we've come. So we threw out the medical consensus that we had. They've now said any discussion of that or any attempt to, again, help kids. If, let's say you bring your kid to a clinic, used to bring your kid to a clinic like Dr. Blanchard's, and he's going to work with your kid and figure out there, there's a great documentary, which by the way, they banned. It was a BBC documentary. It was scheduled to air in Canada and maybe the US. I'm trying to remember if it was scheduled to air in the US. And then it was pulled last minute. Uh, you can watch it online. It's called Transgender Kids, Who Knows Best? And it's it's pretty balanced in terms of perspectives that they show. It's not even overwhelmingly pro or anti. It's just they and they do interviews with um, people who believe in, in giving kids hormone treatment and, and people who don't. And uh, but that's too much. You can't have you can't have the old cons you can't consensus. You can't have the old way of thinking about it represented. And so um, this video has been hard to um, get, or at least they've made it hard. They didn't air it. Um, right. But right. Dr. Blanchard's in there and he talks about how a lot of times, from what I recall about the video, he talks about how there are other issues at, at play that have nothing to do sometimes with gender dysphoria. You might have a kid who's, uh, whose dad has died recently, or, or there's something happening in the home, and this is the way the child is processing. And just like with any other type of therapy, you it, you don't just come in and say, this is what it is. Let's like rubber stamp it. You kind of need to figure out what's going on underneath and what issues might be at play. And, but they, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Now well, it's like a cult. It is a cult thing where they just take it at face value. This three-year-old must know what they're talking about. Um, let's pump them full of hormones. It, it has nothing to do with care for the child. I'm sorry. These parents who are doing this, they're not demonstrating care for the child. They may feel that they, they may delude themselves into thinking that they care for the child. But, you know, look, when I was five, I thought I could fly. I jumped off a dresser and like my teeth went through my fucking face because guess what? I can't fly. Kids are figuring out who they are, what their bodies mean, what they are. They're trying different personas on. They're trying identities on. That is normal development. They, they need to figure out, oh, these are my body parts. This is, what these, this is what it's like to be this thing that I am. This is, oh, I'm going to be this tall. I'm going to look this way. Like, these, this is who I am. Now, later in life, 
if they decide that they want to be something else and, and chop off their breasts and take a bunch of hormones, fine. They're adults. I don't care what they do as adults. But to, to indulge childhood play, which is what this is mostly, even, yes, maybe there's a small percentage that's not play. That's not relevant. For most of this, this is, this is just childhood fantasy. And to indulge it and treat it like it's real, and then to use the name of science to ostracize and excommunicate anyone who points out that you're actually engaging in child abuse is criminal. It's criminal and it's despicable. I just carry it. Can, can we get back to, I just, I'll, I'll calm down. Science. Yeah. We're gonna, okay. Okay. We're going to, I'm going to help. We're going to calm down. Here's the repercussions of this. He apologized, which you should never do. Never apologize to the SJW mob. Never. And I understand he probably was forced to because he is on a national show and you know, I'm, I'm he's sure in Hollywood. he's in yeah. Hollywood. I'm sure they forced him to, but if, if you're, <laughs> if you decide to say you're sorry to the mob, to the SJW mob, here's what happens. They don't care. They take your apology as evidence of guilt and of you being wrong. They smell blood in the water and they will keep coming for you <laughs> and you are forever beholden to them. And it, it just, I think it turns you into a fraud. I mean, it turns you into, it, it, it changes you a bit. Like don't, don't apologize to the mob. Um, well, and he's a, not safe because he is, he's got, I'm sure as a conservative type Christian guy, he's I'm sure got a litany of beliefs that they think are, I mean, oh. I know that he's got Mexican parents, but they will call him a white nationalist all day long as soon as they, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, even Candace, he's, he's screwed. Even Candace pointed out in this video with him that she gets called a white supremacist. Right. <laughs> right. But so he apologized, which he shouldn't have done. And the apology he offered was like straight out of word for word, the apology that you offer to the SJW mob, which is, um, his publicist written it, wrote it or his agent. Yes. And whoever he has knows SJW lingo and they know the correct things to say. And so his apology was quote, the comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. I have and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. I mean, that's like word for word what they say when, they, when, you, when people kowtow to the mob, if they, do, if they do a perfect, the best SJW apology they could do. Yeah. Um, as a result, after his apology, he didn't show up for work. He didn't go to extra. He, he called in sick. Um, the other hosts of extra last night, you, they used the opportunity to denounce what he said and to bring on, did you see this? The director of glad. I know. And an, and an adolescent medicine physician who specialized in the care of gender nonconforming children and transgender youth. So they brought on some high priests. They told them. All in six, so they could do this. I mean, that's yeah. totally. <sighs> Carrie, this um, there's a just one thing about the apologies, um, because it reminds me of something that The Rock did the other day. Dwayne Johnson, he made a joke about so Boris Johnson was elected in the UK, and he made a joke about we're cousins because they had the <laughs> same last name, 
Um, and, and then he's like, oh, all joking aside, you know, I do agree with uh, one thing he said that is the government needs to answer to the people or something like that. And look, I, I'll, I'm self-aware. In almost every category measurable, Dwayne Johnson is more masculine than I am. He's taller, he's stronger, he's got a deeper voice, he's sexy. I get it. He is a fucking pussy in the one area that matters, which is standing up for your fucking beliefs. If you say something, you fucking stick to it unless, unless you have been legitimately convinced that you're wrong. But when you apologize because you're afraid of the mob, you're not a man. That's not what being masculine is. I being know. Not being tall and having big muscles. That's great. And I'm sure it's fun to, have to fuck Dwayne Johnson. But Dwayne Johnson's not going to save civilization. <laughs> by apologizing to little panty-waisted whiners who are upset that he said a joke about Boris Johnson. And similarly, Mario Lopez, he was the the hot A.C. Slater dude on on Saved by the Bell. He's the heartthrob, masculine in many ways. The guy wrestles, whatever. This is a pussy move. Don't apologize to the mob. I get that he's doing it for his family. I can respect that he wants to protect his family and his career. That said, you got enough money, dude, that your family's not going to starve. Grow a pair and stick up for your beliefs. Because it's- what's happening is children, children are being abused by this ideology. And you're too much of a pussy to lose some friends in Hollywood. I agree. It's not, it's not attractive. Cowardice. Um, it's not manly. I don't, I don't believe who, who's that character in the fountainhead you were telling me about beforehand. Oh, Gail Winant. Yes. Would you say that they're being Gail, Gail? No, I, it's, well, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different than Gail Winant exactly. But, uh, but kind of right. I mean, Gail Winant, not, I'll try not to spoil the book. Gail Winant runs a media empire. He's like the, I don't know, the Rupert, Mur- Rupert Murdoch kind of guy. He, you know, runs a media empire. And, uh, and but he's, but he's in, in today, I'll describe it in today's terminology. He is, he's got a bunch of woke SJWs working for him, but he's not. He's uh, secretly a wrong thinker. And, and his attitude for the whole book is like, well, but yeah, look, I've built this empire. I'm making money off these stupid SJWs. I don't care. They can write whatever they want. Their editorials in my paper. I don't give a shit. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm building an empire. It works. And, um, but he realizes later in the book that he's actually not in control of his empire at all because when he wants to actually say something that matters to him, something that's important, he realizes that even though he's the, quote, owner of all of this, He's actually not in charge and he can't use his massive power that he thinks he has amassed to do anything that actually matters to him. He's still beholden to the mob at the end of the day. And uh, so I guess in that sense, it's similar. He's beholden to the mob. A.C. Slater, that was his character in Save the Bell. Mario Lopez, at the end of the day, he just showed that he is beholden to the mob. Yeah. And, and, and there's really no reason. It's not like he doesn't have enough resources to have a comfortable life for his family. Frankly, if he came out and fought this issue, he'd probably have a bunch of fans that 
don't know. I didn't know who the fuck Mario Lopez was. When you said Mario Lopez, I was like, who the hell is that? I don't, I don't know. Mario. <laughs> I love that. Right. I don't, I had to look up. I'm like, Oh, is that fucking, you know, dude from Saved we by probably, the Bell that I need to watch. Right. Um, I, I, now I know who he is. is. It probably would have, if he had, if he had st- stood by this and it doesn't require a huge, you don't have to go out and speak to all the press about it, but just to simply say, I said what I said. I stand by what I said. Buzz off. Period. That's it. That's it. It would probably go away in a day or two. And even if it didn't, we might then have a real conversation about this. Instead of what happened was he this this opened the door for the woke priests to come onto his TV show and to preach their magic uh, witchcraft about about changing kids, giving kids hormone treatment like that he paved the way for something he doesn't believe in to be preached. Yeah. So you could have just stood by what you said. And at the very least, it probably would have blown over. And if it didn't blow over, then we could have maybe at some point, there's going to have to be a real conversation. I think what's going to happen is we're going to start seeing a flurry of lawsuits at some point as these kids become adults in a few years, you're going to start seeing a lot of adult children who are suing their parents and suing their doctors for medical malpractice because we don't let a three-year-old make any other medical, like a voluntary medical decisions, you know, cosmetic decisions. Can you imagine? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, It's also, like I said before, it is related to how I think people don't understand how science works. Science is not, science is not what experts say. That's not, that's not science. You don't have to be an expert in everything. You can't be an expert in everything. But science is, is, you know, you make an observation, you come up with a hypothesis that is falsifiable, very important, has to be falsifiable. Then you do experiments to, to validate or invalidate that hypothesis. And then those experiments have to be repeatable over time. So, look, when someone says something that is... Um, it's an application of a principle that you already understand or it integrates into your existing knowledge of the world, right? So like if someone says, hey, gravity works in Cleveland, that you don't have to analyze that too much. You can be like, well, yeah, gee, uh, gravity works everywhere. Cleveland is part of everywhere. I, I kind of see every experience I've had in my life demonstrates that gravity works. That's a plausible statement. Gravity works in Cleveland. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna take it. That's fine. But if someone says, um, but gravity doesn't work in my aunt Betsy's basement in Cleveland. Well, this is a contradiction of everything that you know. That's a wild, wild claim. It doesn't integrate with the rest of your knowledge. That claim needs a hell of a lot more rigor before you just nod your head and go, oh yeah, gravity works everywhere, but not in aunt Betsy's basement in Cleveland. That's a, that's a wild, wild claim. And that's how, that's how ideologues view this issue, right? They're like, oh, flooding kids' system, their endocrine systems with hormones and blocking their natural development and performing surgery on them prior to puberty and all this crap, all this shit that we know is harmful. It's not harmful if they have gender dysphoria. And how do they decide? Right. They just, they just say so. That as a child, requires as a child. 
yeah, that requires a hell of a lot of proof, a hell of a lot of evidence in order to accept that. You don't just accept it because some douchebag has a degree in psychology and says it's a good idea. That's not how that works. That's not how science works. Not every psychologist agrees with this. And I'll, dollars to donuts, very few actual medical doctors agree with this. This isn't science. This is religion. And it's, and it's stealing the name of science. And it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to take this approach of like, well, here are some, here are some experts that say this thing. You're responsible for using your own fucking judgment. If you look at this with your own judgment and say, I don't know, seems like a lot to do to a kid. I haven't heard the evidence that they're talking about. I see the tweet that says there's evidence, but I, I haven't actually heard anyone reference any longitudinal studies about this. I, I haven't actually seen any of this, uh, you know, there hasn't been there hasn't been enough time. We haven't been experimenting on children for long enough yet to say here's what's going to happen. That's what the he said about experimenting on children in the first place is problematic. That's the them. yes, we are experimenting on children, and the fact that he gets in trouble for saying we don't know what the repercussions of that's going to be. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. True. We don't know what the repercussions are. True. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of speechless about it myself. No, I, and I realized this episode, I'm not as articulate just because I am so, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to realize that like my elephant is, is controlling right now. I'm so angry about this. <laughs> it is, I really care. About, I think one of the things that we could do to change society, you want world peace. You want a world that's a peaceful, benevolent place. Look, we raise kids the right way for a couple generations. It's done. You don't even have to you don't even have to do anything else just raising children properly. Children are and, and I know it's cliche to be like children are our future blah, blah blah like yeah I get that's cliche. It's also true. What we do to our children affects very deeply what kind of adults they become. And and this is one of the most vile things that you can do. This is it's worse than foot binding because foot binding actually doesn't arrest your development in any meaningful way. It just means you're going to hobble around later in life. And probably with modern technology, we might be able to fix some of it. This, we don't have the ability to roll back the clock and, and fix your natural development. And by the way, you've also had all the psychological experience of going through the puberty ages without the proper uh, chemicals that would normally be in your system and hormones during that puberty development. So your entire adolescent experience has been permanently altered in a way that you'll never get back. Even, even the medical stuff aside, just your psychological experience has been permanently altered. And we can't roll any of it back. And for someone to stand up and say it's anti-science or that the, the what did Glad say? I'm going to read this. Yeah. Oh, Medical and psychological experts 
and parents of children who are transgender. By the way, that parenthetical and parents of children who are transgender, who the fuck cares? They're not experts. Fuck them. They have nothing to say about this. And by the way, that's a lie. There are, there are just as many, if not more, parents of, of kids who are transgender who are not okay with what's happening. Right. And who are being separated from their children, by the way. They've already laid the legal groundwork in Canada. Take your kids away from you if you don't fall in line with this. If your kid comes home from school yep. and they learn this religion at school, which they are, and they say, well, I think I'm the other sex and I, w- I want to go through hormone treatment. And you say, no, well, you're not affirming their new gender. They want right. to do the same thing here in the States. They want to be able to take your kid from you. No, right. And, th- and they're saying the real dangerous action is when someone with a public platform uses bad science. This is, this is the standard social justice warriors always project. Bad science. I, I don't even want to say SJW is using bad science here. They're, They're not, not using science. Science They're is not using unrelated science. to this position. Science is unrelated to the, to the argument that you should transition to three-year-old. It has zero to do with science. Zero. Um, this may have been, I, I totally understand your anger, by the way. I think it's justified. Uh, I'm, a, is, I'm a parent. I can't imagine, I can't fucking imagine someone doing that to my child. This is child abuse. But, you know, it, what a weird world that we live in where saying what you and I are saying right now is going to be viewed as the radical thing. This is not I radical. Know, I know. It's I know, crazy. but it's not. Um, it, anyway, I totally, I totally understand your anger. And I'm not a parent, and it makes me, it makes me upset, but um, I can't imagine being a parent and just trying to put myself in that position and imagine. And look, here's the other, I, I have also a message for the, the gay and lesbian and, and bi and pansexual community. Look, your kid may, look, I, I will use an example that's not super personal. Let's pretend I had a son. I don't, right? Let's pretend I have a son and my son is acting effeminate and doing a lot of things that fall into what would traditionally be categorized by the strict gender norms as feminine stuff, right? Now, if I'm one of these parents, I'm going to, pick him up, rush him to the doctor, fuck with his entire endocrine system, change his hormone regimen, like block his natural development. What if he's just gay? What if he's just a boy who's a, who is actually male, actually will identify as an adult, as a male who's gay? There's nothing wrong with being gay. That's fine. What if that's the path he's on? And what if by taking this child and assuming that because the child likes or behaves in ways that conform to a gender stereotype of the opposite gender, suddenly I need to do surgery and fuck with him in a permanent, irreversible way. It is, I don't understand how the rest of the gay and trans community, or the rest of the LBGTQ community supports this kind of a thing because frankly, the kids who are probably most at risk here are kids who exhibit non-gender normal behavior. Those are the ones who are being targeted. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking about when, before this became a thing, before this became a fad, when when we were growing up, and I've seen people write about this too. I, I saw a girl write about this who's like, look, I was the biggest tomboy and not just a tomboy. I told my parents I was a boy. 
She's like, I told my parents I was a boy. I dressed like a boy. I went hunting with my dad. If I had grown up now, she's like, thank God I grew up when I did. Because if I had grown up now, I would have had adults at my school. I would have had the media. I would have had everyone saying, you are a boy. Right. right. <laughs> and By the way, therefore, you will never be able to have children because we're going dist- to make you sterile. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to pull up, there was another, uh, something I saw recently, I didn't get to watch it yet, but um, maybe we can put the link in the our description. There's a video that Blair White just did about this. Um, it's, it's now becoming a trend. I've seen this happen a few times now where in the news you'll see someone who's like, I'm transgender and so is my child. And that, it's like, what, <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> like, what, that's kind of a, a, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's Blair White is someone that they hate because she's a trans person who is opposed to this crap. To experimenting on children? Yes. She's yeah. opposed to experimenting on children. The rational trans person who's like, yeah, uh, can we let kids go through puberty? I did. It's, it's not even good for, who's the trans girl, Jazz? I think she has a reality show. So she talked about how because she went on hormone blockers, she's a biological boy because she went on hormone blockers when she was such a young child, now that she's old enough to get gender reassignment surgery, there's not enough physical material. Her genitalia never developed far enough for her to have the surgery that she wants. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't even do that. So she can't even get the surgery she wants now. So she's talking about like, maybe don't go on the hormone blockers at such a young age because then your genitalia is not going to develop and you can't even get the surgery later. Heretic. Yeah. (laughs) Burner at the stake. <laughs> uh, you, you fucking crazy social justice people. You are a, an insane religious cult. And someday history is going to look back and go, what the fuck was a modern technology, like a society with modern technology and science doing, paying attention to you absolute fucking lunatic religious people? They are, they're lunatic religious people. They're cultish. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to have to put a warning. I I know that I'm still enraged. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't dial it down. We should just end the show. Let's just end the show. Cause right now I think if we did a count, we we should go in and just do a ding. Every time you said the F word in this one, we'll put the beginning, like Carter uses the F word more times than we've ever used before. (laughs) I'll set the explicit mark when we do the podcast. Okay. Explicit. I'm sorry. And you know, to the parents that like to listen in front of their kids, I apologize, but you need to hear this message. And I, uh, I'm delivering it passionately and that's the way it is. So please like, and subscribe. We're only 25 (laughs) people away from being demonetized. And I'm sure this video will help us be demonetized. This will be, if YouTube needs fodder, this will be, this will be it. Their, their video is so hateful. No. <laughs> so <Yep>. hateful. <gasps> they don't think you should let three-year-olds experiment on themselves right, medically. That's my <laughs> God, you retards. I have more science in my left pinky than you guys have in your entire body. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Carter. I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs>